This podcast may contain paid advertisements, but more on that later. Welcome to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast, where I discuss the nuts and bolts of business and leadership, with a focus on bootstrapping a business from the ground up. This podcast is for all entrepreneurs, bootstrappers, and leaders in all walks of life. My goal is to help you grow both personally and professionally. I am your host, Isaiah O'Connor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Audible Audible.com is the world's largest collection of audiobooks, podcasts, and other spoken word content, such as Audible Originals, old school radio programs, and college courses. Audible is an amazing place. It's a great place to learn. It's a great place to relax. I'm a bookworm. I've always been a bookworm. But being a busy guy like I am, I don't have time to sit down and read much these days. However, with Audible, I can sit down and listen to things as I'm driving to my part-time job 40 minutes each way, or I'm going to a gig, or I'm doing the dishes, or any other such thing where I don't need to be thinking about what I'm doing. I can just listen and learn. It's great. I love Audible. I have well over 100 books. I've lost track of how many books I have. It's an amazing place. Go check them out, audible.com. As far as the book, I'm going to come back to this. I'm going to come back to the book I recommend because I'm going to be talking about that book today, and then I will tell you how to go get your free copy on Audible at the end of the podcast. So listen up for that, and let's get into this. So last Tuesday was an amazing podcast, not because of me, far from it, but because of my guest, Bob Berg, the co-author of The Go-Giver book. I was incredibly blessed that he agreed to come on to my little podcast here, and I thought the interview went really, really well, and he had some incredible insight. I wish I had more than just a half an hour to talk to him. Hopefully, I can get him back on in the future date, and actually, in the future, I will be getting his co-author on, which is... Who is, I should say, John David Mann. I remember his name was John, but I couldn't remember the rest of his name. But John David Mann will be a guest on the podcast here in the near future. So be looking for that. It will be up and coming. And I will be hopefully getting some more guests on as well. But one of the things I've decided is I'm going to go through the five laws of stratospheric success as outlined in the book, The Go-Giver, and I want to dig in a little bit into these laws and kind of make them applicable to where you are. And the first law is the law of value. Now, the law of value is the law that really defines my podcast because I quote this law, and I've talked about this law multiple times throughout the last couple of years. In some way, shape, or form, I refer back to this law more than any other law in the book, and it's very, very good. So, now, one thing I do want to note is with these five laws, you need all five of them working in use for it to really take a lot of effect. They're all helpful. But combined is where the power lies. And I found that the hard way 
where I've done one of the laws, skipped a couple others, doesn't work as well. So let's start with the law of value. Your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. Now let's talk about value for a moment. What is value and how do you determine value? Well, that's really, really hard because different people value different things differently. I mean, it, it, it's like, it's pretty weird because you can't really define it. Now there are things, some things are valuable and people will have a general consensus on it. For example, gold. Gold is considered fairly universally valuable. However, if you take a solid gold bar and say you went back in time and you showed up at some Stone Age man's hut and gave him a bar of gold, he'd look at you probably and go, what's this? Can I eat it? No. Can I make a weapon with it? No. Can I do anything useful with this? In this setting? No. Probably not. No value. He'll throw it away. It's worthless to him. So, yeah. So what is value? It, it, it's a little bit different for each person, of course. Just like what is success is different for each person. But we'll just go that there's some things that, on a consensus, we find valuable. But how do you give more in value than you take in money? Well, Bob had a great example of an accountant doing everyone's taxes for $1,000. You get way more than $1,000 worth. Otherwise, you wouldn't ha hire that person for your accounting. And they take, you get way more than $1,000 worth in value. They're happy. They get $1,000. Everyone's happy. So they give more in value than they take in money which is amazing. And that's my goal. I always say that. Now, talking about value, though, as well, you have to also look and think about what your customer finds valuable. And I mentioned, what do you find valuable that might be someone else like you that finds that value? And my favorite example of this comes from the book, which we talked about actually briefly on the podcast, of Thou Shalt Prosper by Daniel Rabbi Daniel Lapin, or Lapin, I can never pronounce his name correctly, but the good rabbi talks about an old pair of sneakers. Say you were rummaging around and you came across in an old used thrift store a pair of sneakers. You see them, they're old, they're beat up, but you need a pair of sneakers. You pay 10 bucks for them, you take them. And you're happy you have a pair of sneakers, and they were worth ten dollars for you. And but you put them on. They, they say the store has no return policy. They're only ten bucks. You put them on. They don't quite fit. Decide you don't like them, and you put them on eBay, and they're just old, beat up sneakers. And you don't know anything about it, but all of a sudden someone comes in with a high offer because they recognize these sneakers. And just say these sneakers were, by the way, this is not the exact example. This is my remembering of an example, and I'm changing it around a little bit because I don't remember it. But from the book, basic idea. Anyway, back to my story. Say somebody sends you an offer and says, how much to buy it now? So instead of saying, well, 50 bucks, 
you go, wait a second, that's a weird question for a $10 pair of beatable sneakers. Why do you say? I said, well, I want to get in first before anyone else can. Like, what do you mean by get in first? Like, well, you've got a pair of Michael Jordan's Air Jordans he wore in a championship game. I go, what? Yeah, I looked at the pictures, and they were identical, and I saw some of the identical marks that would likely not be faked. You didn't point it out, so I figured you didn't know what you have, so I was trying to give a good offer as I can. And so you go, okay, give me an offer. Uh, I'll give you uh, $10,000 for it. Now, that old pair of sneakers for you was $10. That was your value. And say you're not a sports person, so you don't care. Someone offers you $10,000 for that pair of sneakers, you'll probably buy it on it. Or you might just say, okay, I'm going to put that on auction, see how much I can get. But the point is, an old pair of sneakers has no inherent value in and of themselves. What made them valuable was they were worn by Michael Jordan, making them special and rare for a person who cares about such things. That's value. So give you an idea of what value is. Value can be completely different depending on the person, the circumstances, the item. A bar of gold, someone will throw away to take a glass of cold water if they're coming out of the desert. What is valuable? It all, it's all different. And people find different value in different things. Matter of fact, I saw on YouTube, a guy went out and he had a bar of silver worth $100 and a Hershey's chocolate bar, a stack of them. And he said, okay, I tell you what, you can either have this bar of pure silver worth $100 or a Hershey's bar. And for some odd reason, everyone valued the Hershey bar first and not the bar of silver. Personally, I was like, give me the silver, I'll sell it, I'll get a, like a thousand Hershey bars. I mean, come on. But... It's weird what people will find value in. So the trick is, you want to give more in the value people find, give them that value, then you take in money. And you want to give them a lot more value. And you don't have to go broke. As Bob says, it sounds counterintuitive that you will give way more in value than you take in money because it sounds like a good way to go broke. However, again, it's that whole perception of value. What is the perceived value of what you give them? The perceived value of hiring an expensive accountant is, well, they're going to save you a ton of money. They're going to save you problems if Uncle Sam comes knocking, if the government comes knocking to do an audit. Well, now you have an accountant that can walk them through the books and you know it was done properly, you know it was done well. There's that safety. There's so much more value. It's worth at least a couple of thousand dollars that you get in value. But they only took $1,000. But for them, they took $1,000 to do your taxes, say, and they spent three, four hours on it. They spent four hours on your taxes, they took $1,000, and they're happy. Well, you got more than $1,000 worth of value out of them, and they just made $500 an hour. Or $250 an hour, I should say. I'm not great at numbers. So $250 an hour to sit down and do taxes, they have a few forms, they click, 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 double check, double check, click, 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 they do it quickly. That's another. There's also time. There is value in time. 
They say time is money. Well, there is something to that. And for me, when I do my taxes right now, I can't afford an accountant. Actually, last year is going to be pretty easy because I didn't have that much in sales. My taxes are going to be pretty straightforward this year. Plus, I fixed my accounting software. But so many people do not have the time to do something. And if they will find great value in having someone else do it. When they like to do it, they're good at it and they're efficient at it. So there is the value of time. For example, if you're running a business, say you're running a store. You open the store, you have the store, it's nice, it's neat, it's clean. You're out there and you're meeting with customers. Now, throughout the day, the store's going to get a little bit dirty and you'll try to clean up as possible. Now, say you get so busy that you don't really have time to keep cleaning because you're interacting with the customers all the time. It may be well worth your time or your money to hire somebody to come in and clean the office, your store, for you. Say every night, you hire somebody to come in and detail the store top to bottom. You, you pay a little bit more money. It's not as cost effective, but that frees you and your employees up time so they can go out and do the serious business of selling items. A lot of companies hire third-party cleaning companies to come in and clean their premises because it's more valuable their time to be able to serve their customer than it is to take the time to go clean. So there is value in time. You can even give way more value for the time you save a person. If I hired a person to clean my my house, that'd be great. If I had the money to, hey, save me the time. I won't have to clean. If I had time to have full-time maid come in and clean the house for my wife, we could spend the time with our kids. We could spend more time doing things as a family. I could do more time doing podcasts. Time is a great value. And say that person took even $40 an hour, $50 an hour. That'd be worth it for me. The time I could spend extra with my kids, that's worth it. Now, I'm not saying that everyone should get, get a maid and have them clean the house. I'm just saying as an example of why things are. Matter of fact, in the book, the, what was it? It was either The Millionaire Mind or The the Millionaire Next Door. One of those two books. Now, a couple of amazing books I highly recommend you go get. But they talk about most millionaires do not cut their own grass. They hire a person to come and do their yard work for them. I just blanked on the term. I'm in Norway. I lose terms sometimes. Anyway, so they hire a guy to come and do their yard, cut their lawn, play, uh, trim their trees, whatever. Deal with that. Unless that wealthy person just likes doing it because it's a hobby they find enjoyable. They don't do stuff around the house. They don't do anything DIY. The average wealthy person is not DIY. They don't save money by doing household chores. They want it done better, quicker, and more efficiently than they can, and they appreciate the time and the skill level, and they just rather have someone else do it. Because that way they can focus on other things that are more important to them, being mostly family. Actually, most millionaires, most important thing for them is their family. They take good care of the family. They spend a lot more time with their kids, with their spouses. They go to all the, 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 the sports games, the sports events with the kids, all the kids' plays. That's what's most important to them. And if you're a wealthy person, 
and you have a choice. I can either go out and maintain my lawn, or I can go watch my kid win his first baseball game or something. Well, guess what? I'm going to go to the baseball game with my kids. That's it. Or soccer game or whatever. That's value. So by providing a service that saves someone time, that's more time. So it's really easy to provide a lot more value. Give a lot more in value than you take in cash. Very easy. And uh, a good landscaper, there's a the term. A good landscaper might cost you a little bit. Maybe they take, say, 100 bucks an hour. And that includes all the equipment and everything else. You pay them $100 an hour. They come in. They work for an hour. Say after expenses, they make 50 bucks, Or you have $75. To them, that's well worth the money. They go help a whole bunch of people. They can do a lot of work in that hour. So they make a lot of money. They're happy. You get your yard maintained. You get to go spend time with your kids. You're happy. And it's done right by a professional. You don't know what you're doing with your grass. You might kill it. You might do something wrong and cut off the wrong limb. Or you kill it. These guys come. They clean it up. Trim your trees. Fix it all up. It looks great. It's a professional job. And they're happy. And you're happy. Everyone's happy. They got more money. They gave you more value than the money. And they got enough money that they're happy to. That's it. You provide more in value than you take in money. I say this all the time. Every job, every business. If you give more in value than you take in money, you're going to grow your business. Because people like that. The people that... For example, there's a printer sh print shop here. It's a small local one. They take really good care of me. I could buy cardstock. I can print up my own business cards. I know how to do it. I've got a cutting machine so I can have them cut perfectly even, nice and neat. I can save a lot of money, but I just don't have the time. It's well worth me to part with my money, my what, 40 bucks for 500 cards or whatever, takes them five, 10 minutes to set it up and run it through the machines. They make good money. I get my business cards, saves me a bunch of time. I like it. And because they do it so well, they do it so friendly. I find so much value in what they do. I throw them business every chance I get because they provided way more in value to me than they did taking money. So therefore, I'm going to tell my friends about it. See how that works. When you, as a customer, get more in value than the person takes the money, you tell your friends and family about it. That's how that works. So it, this is not just, it's not magic, it's not secret, it's not anything crazy. But if you do it well, it's providing value, taking some money, and building great customers. And this is just part one of the law. Now on that, just to remember, you have to make sure that you really value yourself as well. I work in the balloon industry, and I understand that a lot of balloon owners undervalue their their work. Now, I can't remember exactly what Bob said, but if you sell on price, you're just a commodity. You don't want to do that. You got to sell on value. And I can't remember what he said. I, I, I should have written that down. I'll have to go back and listen. But you don't want to be a commodity. So you don't sell on price. You sell on value. No matter what you do, if you sell on value, you will still succeed, even in hard times, even in hard markets. And one last thought on that, I picked up a part-time job to help me get through these lean times with the whole COVID nonsense. I'm so tired of it. But my boss started a company building arcade cabinets. 
TV, the screens in there, the games in there, the whole thing, the arcade games. And he started that in 2020, right at the start of this pandemic. And he's grown and grown and grown. He's hiring more people because he found something he loves that he finds value in. And he found there's lots of other people that find value in the same thing. And therefore, he's being able to provide more in value than he takes in money. And he still takes in decent money for these arcade cabinets because there's a lot of work in it. So that's just another thing where even in a pandemic, if you give more in value than you take in money, you can still grow your business even in the middle of a pandemic. There's ways to do it. So I've been rambling on about this in a while, but just want to hit this home that don't undervalue yourself. Make sure that you are doing this, but you're not giving away 10,000 times more. So you're hurting yourself. You don't want to be competing on price. You've got to find truly what your value is, what your skills are, what things about what you do provide more value than just a commodity. So anyway, with that, I'll let you go. I will see you next week. And we'll talk about the next law. If I don't have a guest before, then I'm hoping I will. But the next law is, let's go take a look. The law of compensation, which is so tied into the value, which is your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. We will go into that on next Tuesday. Excited about that. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Oh, I... Almost forgot, if you want to get the book, The Go-Giver, for free, you can go over to audible.com forward slash bootstrap with a capital B. You get a one-month free trial. You can set up for, or sign up for a one-month free trial. You will get one free audiobook. You will get two Audible originals. And you will have access to their entire streaming library for the entirety of that month. Afterwards, it's only $14.95 a month. It is well worth the cost. You get to keep the book forever. You can go back and reference it. If you go through some hard times or you have to move or you have a time where you're not going to be able to use it, you can turn off your membership, go back and start it up again. You don't lose your books. You don't lose your, your Audible Originals. You keep those forever, which is amazing. Then you can go back and start back up like no problem and keep getting more audible credits it's an amazing deal go check it out you can get the go-giver for free or any other great business book out there entree leadership dave ramsey or as i mentioned the millionaire next door the millionaire mind or thou shalt prosper these are all amazing books i highly suggest any one of them go over to audible.com forward slash bootstrap with a capital b pick one get your free copy it's well worth it Go check it out at audible.com. Thank you. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. If you found value in this content, please leave a comment and give us a five-star rating on whichever podcast platform you use. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most other podcast platforms. If you would like to support us, you can check out our sponsor links, or if you would like to directly support the show, you can donate or join our membership program at buymeacoffee.com forward slash bootstrap of course it really helps when you share these podcasts as well if you would like to interact with me and other bootstrappers and leaders you can join our o'connor bootstrap podcast facebook group you have been listening to the o'connor bootstrap podcast 
and Athos Business Solutions Podcast. For our companion podcast, the Athos Business Podcast, hosted by Jason St. Clair, past episodes, and related blogs, check out our website at www.athos.com, which is www.athoz.com, or atheoz.com. Until next time, I've been your friendly neighborhood entrepreneur, Isaiah O'Connor.